Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Moniac. And it's me, your other host, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. Perfect. In hindsight, you've probably listened to two episodes of us coming back to the main feed, and I don't feel like we really talked about why we make this podcast. Oh, oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, with the other, the main feed and the main episodes, if you will, it is all often a more narrative approach, a more evergreen approach, a more general concepts, because things will come out of the air. Like, my thought was, like, bear folk. Those aren't mm-hmm. really in published, you know, Watsy published materials, but yep. Kobold Press has a ton of, an amazing, ton of yeah, amazing version. And so we reference that. So it's kind of whatever comes up. These are exercises to work out your mind. It's literally in the title, but if we haven't mm-hmm. talked about it enough. Um, the other approach is looking at articles because they pop up in our feeds all the time and taking as intellectual of an approach as we can, because oftentimes um, they're meant to clickbait you. It's just true. But there's also (laughs) something good in every article. I actually have a really interesting theory about one of the articles we'll get to in the near future. I'll save it. I'll save it. It's soon. We'll talk about it soon. But yeah, basically it's just more practical short form podcast about something you could do in between sessions to again, keep working out and um, get those mental gains. Yeah. So today though, we are going to be going back to a specific exercise. What exercise are we looking at today? Uh, So today we are doing out exercise, a bad diet uh, is the name of this one though. I have to say, because it's awesome, this is a throwback to episode 53, which is called uh, Food with Benefits, yes. uh, which is a very good title. So I just wanted to congratulate you for that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so today, obviously, we've got food. We've got food in the brain. Uh, so for this exercise, basically, up on the blog, we put up this very horrible example image of a fantasy feast where I think the central meat dish is perhaps a mimic, but there's also a scorpion tail shooting out of it. So, you know, on that theme, uh, as just some inspiration we like to give you, we're talking about uh, food. So magical food. Uh, so we have invited folks on the blog to basically what is the spell slash magical meal that you are making? Uh, what effect does it have on those who eat it? And uh, what does it take to make it? And of course, our fourth question is always, you do you. Uh, so we ask folks to, to lift the mental weights. Yes. And so I can take it first because the, the first one is quick, but I think it opens up a lot of ideas. And this one is from Edwin Sue, who has only nine posts, but that's okay. You're you're working on it. We're getting closer all the Thanks time. Thanks for being here, Edwin. And their idea was to come up with a good berry pie. Yeah. And basically, people who eat a portion of this pie don't need to eat or drink for the next five days. But my favorite part is if they do, it ends the effect and they'll need to keep eating. <laughs> so normally. it's like a, a, a food challenge yes. and a reward at the same time. Yeah, I dig and, it. And basically after they wake up from a long rest, they'll always start the, those five days with 10 temporary hit points. Um, and you can make it by having 10 unspoiled good berries that are baked into a pie with a lot of love. Oh, that's sweet. I like this because it's taking, you know, the good berry spell and then just taking it a step further. So it feels like it would be an easy add, you know, into a campaign. So this is something I might expect in any D&D fantasy town to be sold. So 
Well done. Well, yeah, I think like it, it's one, it's an easy sell. Two, it, figuring out like a like a reasonable level. I would think like two or three probably just because, well, I guess my biggest thing would be how many people can eat part of the pie and right. gain the benefits. And also like it's not, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be fun if the whole party can't do it. Because yeah, then someone will just be sad. There's that just they the one guy they who doesn't get, need food. <laughs> Because every five days just crushes a pie. And it's like, no, I'm good. That's it. But yeah, figure, figuring out like how many people are affected um, is probably like the biggest thing for figuring out what level spell it could be. But like you said, like that's super easy to sell inside of a town. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, you know, elevates the, the humble Goodberry into a special treat, uh, which I'm always a fan of. Oh, and I would definitely at some point narratively have to put in like someone offering them food, but they don't want to take it. Uh, yeah, and, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't have no, no, that. No, no. I'm, um, I'm full of, yeah. of berries. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Excuse me. I got a good thing going here and I really don't want to mess it if up. I eat no. that, I will explode. No, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the meaning of life. It's just, it, it will explode. Perfect. So which one from the forums did you want to highlight? Yeah, so I wanted to highlight a post from one of our gorgeous moderators, DM Slithy Tobes, a, uh, a a fan favorite here on the site. So he starts off with, uh, what is the spell you're making? The Quiz Quo's Feast, yes. which already, thank you, get it, pizza reference, love that. Um, and we got some backstory on the Quiz Quo's uh, as well, which I deeply enjoy. So a chaotic tribe of wingless pixies that stand about six inches tall. They revel in combat and competition. Uh, so they, of course, have these like riotous feasts that are full of uh, meats and breads and fruit and honey and tons and tons to drink. So uh, already sounds pretty magical, loving it. And then so the effects. Uh, what I like about what DM Slithy Toves does is there are different levels to this. So not only is it just like eat the whole feast and you get one benefit, you can mix and match different parts of the Quiz Quo's delights. So like, so consuming uh, the whole feast with the Quiz Quo's uh, restores max HP, gives you hit points. Oh, and then consuming the feast without the Quiz Quo's results in immediate fatigue and a constitution saving throw, and it gets really bad. So if you dare to eat their magical feast without them, you're you're screwed. Like How so, don't steal dare it. You? <laughs> you have to invite them, which I just think is delightful. <laughs> and then, of course, drinking their honey mead gives you like a charisma bonus. And we even get a description of this honey, which has a slight hint of licorice. And it provides the effects of the haste spell with no lethargy or loss at the end. So, I mean, oh, this nice. yeah. this feast is pretty dang good. And I really like the trade-off that you have to like make it a social occasion with the creatures who created it as well. I think that's a fun almost like balancing mechanic. And I can imagine this would be a lot of fun to role play. Well, it's so good. Yeah. Especially because there's a lot to be said about the idea of having that caveat be kind of your check and balance uh, yeah. of the whole situation so that they, you know, your party can't just constantly use this. That's always been kind of the interesting thing. I think about heroes feast is just that that's just from that point on barring, yeah, I don't know. I don't do know that, what right? yeah. that you wouldn't just go into the big battle with all of those, um, you know, all of those going for the entire party. Yeah, but but instead, you just have these really angry, chaotic, competitive, wingless pixies running around. 
And you know, after you consume this feast, it's gonna be really hard to get out of there and go do any adventuring. Uh, so I feel like you're on a time clock as it is, right? What are you gonna do? Wake up hangover with the last hour of your uh, honeymead like buzz uh, and go slay the dragon? Uh, that's fun. Great job, DM Slithy Tones. The other one is the you do you is that the absolute best way to enjoy it in its <laughs> in its fullness is to also be six inches tall. <laughs> yeah. In which point <laughs> it's not as filling, of course. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh oh yes, and to get invited to a proper feast, you'll need to compete in a few games of skill, speed, and strength. So I enjoy this is a whole adventure uh wrapped into this meal. <laughs> Which uh, is is deep, great fun, great fun. But that means that you and I will lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me, lift these weights. So what are we going to make? Magical food. You know, I feel like there are so many creatures in the universe, in the multiverse, that perhaps we should make a food that, or, or feast that, that is non-traditional. So maybe that like humanoids wouldn't particularly or typically enjoy, but so maybe this is something like, I don't know, what do, what do plant creatures eat? Or this could be, I mean, what do, what do celestials eat? Like that kind of something weird. Yeah. So that, that is an interesting one that, cause that's a great, secondary angle to look at it from that like let's say they go to you know a dragon let's say it's a good dragon and they want this item this certain thing and you have to get that for them yeah um i mean so i've actually been reading with the kids a book series called fart quest (laughs) all right and basically there's a beholder that is crewing a pirate ship and they want this like super like the pinnacle of all flatbread Okay. <laughs> and basically, they tried to get it from another pirate. And long story amazing. short, like What's as the, the ship is going down, they like permanently sealed the flatbread inside of like, like basically hermetically sealed it forever. <laughs> and so now the goal is for the party of adventurers yes. is to get this and bring it back to the beholder. Oh my god! So that's, uh, yes. What a magical book series! Uh, I I was there with you on that journey. Yes. Um, Wow, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, what do uh, aberrations eat? That's that's a good, I guess. Uh, yeah, beholders are really into flatbread. Um, okay, so my so my thought is that it's mainly because I, I guess I just really enjoy the Ghostbusters. But my thought would be like some sort of jelly that you need to make from a, like apparitions, like ghosts and things like that. Yeah. So we've got that. So what would be the benefits of eating it? Like, Because that's the other thing. The benefits can definitely outweigh the taste because I think like yes. your, your go to is that it's always very good. You know, the right. hero's feast feels like, you know, the penultimate Thanksgiving style right. dinner for all of your party members. And they're so happy that that's what they're eating. But the last time I checked, most of the things that are healthiest for you don't always don't taste, taste good. that good. So short so, out. Yeah. So, yeah. How would what would be the benefits of basically ghost jelly? Yeah, ghost jelly. Oh, I love this. And it's got to be it's got to be so hard to get right. Uh, Obviously, your ectoplasmic jelly. Yeah, well, I think perhaps you could take on ghost like qualities. So maybe having something like, you know, the gaseous form spell like 
constantly on that would kind of allow you to go through cracks and stuff or you could get whatever that ghost feature is that allows them to phase through things okay yes and i thought about advantage on stealth checks and or you know is it this because pass without a trace is a plus 10 right yeah well maybe it's even something like because you know undead need to sense life and stuff. So maybe you become like invisible to undead creatures. Like, well, you have this cold, icy jelly like in your stomach or whatever it is. Trade-off cannot be healed during the duration. Yes. Yes. I like this. Yeah. Cool. So this might be like a great way if you need to infiltrate like a lich's lair or something, you make it past hordes of zombies. Like, Eat some ghost jelly. Um, boy, is it gross. But and like you'll feel weird for sure. But it can buy you that time you need to. It makes me think of all of the terrible um, jelly bean flavors that come out from Jelly Belly. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, you know, oh, oh. Yeah, it all they all taste like. I don't know. I don't know. I never liked the popcorn one. Maybe they all just taste like the weird gross. Oh, yeah. They have way worse ones than ones. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. So we've got the we've got the jelly. So what else? What else are we are we thinking? Because my first thought was also, okay, what can we put the jelly on? <laughs> yes. Yes. Ghost toast. Uh, <laughs> the, so, yes. Okay. Other. Are we looking for other undead? I feel like maybe some like dust, maybe like mummy dust might have a salty or uh, other seasoning quality to it, perhaps. Yeah, a little gritty. I would imagine very unpleasant, kind of sandy. I'm trying not to go for the obvious, like you're eating people uh, yeah. <laughs> from the dead. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Um, yeah, so mummy dust. It's like a flavor dust. Well, can, and it can also, I mean, even from that vein, depending on like what your your party is mentally willing able to, to eat. handle, the the idea that it could just be from a mummy, yeah. and that basically the aura that they give off, I mean, it's just dust that happened to be on a mummy, but still, like, how are you going to go get that? You got to go gonna get that. It's going to be very somehow. hard. It's going to be very yeah. expensive. Um, yes, I'm trying because yeah, the other thing is like yeah, like who are you trying to feed? Is the yeah. is the other thing I think of. But even thinking about like the idea of like that beholder needing it, is it because they need, you know, just in the same vein that, you know, if I don't eat right, how does my body feel? How do I, you know, overall, what can I do? But even like extending that concept of like, what if, you know, you're paired up with this creature and you get it to to have these benefits. So then what if the, what if you change all the dice to be brutal is that the i mean i know that's a term but now i'm trying to remember what game it's from uh where basically like you re-roll once yeah well i feel like if we have something like ghosts or banshees or whatever something that haunts they might want to eat things that are like full of memories i feel like so that's something that comes up sometimes like yeah if they could consume human emotions or feelings Right. So this could even be maybe there is a magical process where you can distill a memory of joy into like a drinkable potion or something. Or or it's as simple as like they literally want to eat things like diary pages or like lockets, things that have significance. Okay, this makes me think of. uh, So I think so. I watched Rick and Morty and it made me think of two instances, the one at the end where he's like, the the wolf comes up to to take something from Jerry and he's yeah. all here's his bag of chips this, here's no 
you want my unemployment check? But it won't feed you. My suffering will feed you? Ooh! <laughs> and then he eats, eats his unemployment check and then spits it back out and walks off. Yeah. Yeah. So those kinds of things. Like the idea of like having it, you know, taking a, almost, yeah, like you said, an emotion, a feeling, and somehow making it into something that is then edible. Yeah. God, imagine having being an adventurer and getting the hi, yeah, you can get all these awesome benefits if you consume something that represents your own misery. So let's talk about that. Like, oh my god, what? Yeah, I'll just trade. I'll trade you. We'll trade. Trade yeah, these. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, wait, oh, yes, so many, so many good ideas. But I think with that though, I think we have done it. I think we have lifted the mental weights. But if you like that for some reason, no, I'm just kidding. If you like that, then you can always head over to your podcatcher of choice, be it Apple, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you have found us um, and leave us a rating and review if they let you. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if they don't or and you want to tell us about magical ghost jelly that you've incorporated into your own games, uh, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DMnastics, me at C. Conowich, and Neil at Jotemoniac. And for everything else on the network, you can always visit BlockPartyPodcastNetwork.com. And as always, a huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. And you can find more about them at BombardedCast.com. But rather than let these mental gains go to waste, let's head to Taking Your Supplements. Taking Your Supplements! So today on Taking Your Supplements, we are going to be talking about a DMs Guild release that just came out, and it is from none other than Keith Baker, which yes. means it's about Eberron. But it's that, about Eberron, yeah. It, In case surprise. you didn't know, Keith Baker is the the name of the person who is responsible for Eberron, probably one of the more famous like D&D uh, settings out there. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has given some support to Eberron over the years, but Keith has been publishing a bunch of his own titles as well to expand just like the huge and interesting world that is Eberron. So yeah, his latest release, uh, Chronicles yeah. of Eberron, is now out and on DM's Guild. And it looks very cool and has a lot of great ratings. And I can't wait to open it up. But I always get so excited whenever anything comes out for Eberron. So I definitely wanted to highlight this one. Yeah, it's already a platinum bestseller. And yep. one of the interesting things, and I w we're going to leave this question, this philosophical question alone because we do not have the time or space to, to do it. But I don't think you could do Eberron again the way that Eberron was made because in a lot of ways basically it was like a pitch contest for a setting and Eberron won and then Eberron keeps winning yeah I just can't see that ever happening again the yeah. way it happened then I it's just like, don't see it there's something so magical about Eberron so for those of you who haven't heard of it I definitely recommend going to look it up but it's it's a very cool world that feels very different than like you know, core settings like Faerun um, or anything else coming out from third-party publishers. It's it's a, got a very like steampunk vibe to it, and the way like the dragon houses work, which are these like big family factions that are born with these cool powers, and like the lore about the dragons that made the world and and stuff. It's just it's really jam packed with interesting things. This is where like Warforged come from. They come from Eberron. Just all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm excited, yeah, uh, to see more of this book because there's just so much more of the world that it's always great to, you know, flip through these books and, and check it out. 
And what's cool is you can also buy it as a hardcover if you want on the DMs Guild. So it's a yeah. Yeah, which is kind of rare for the DMs Guild mm-hmm. anymore. It doesn't feel like all of them get print on demand copies which is totally fine i do understand that but some warrant it or some are just strong enough to say no that's gonna happen um because i ordered and i have ordered them from from there before and i was gonna ask if you had as well yeah i've enjoyed my my hardcover copies that i got um and i think now too that's something like even now that they're like gating who can like you know do hardcovers or not that means that the quality is increased even more because they are having limiting their print runs and making sure that their print files are like going to be the ones that really shine when you do buy it yeah and of course you can also pick it up as a pdf um i'm sure this book is giant yes 207 pages up on the dms guild for 27 bucks uh they've got a sweet bundle deal if you do want to buy that hardcover or buy it by itself but yeah so more eberron so definitely check it out definitely and i have one as well so i originally ordered the minsk and booze journal of villainy Mm. and it it came in the hardcover premium color book and i would say that it is every bit 80 to 80 to 90 percent the production quality of something you would get directly from watsi that said i have pictures of it on yeah i've never i've never bought the standard version i don't know what that means and likely i'll never find out because i'm not that i'm not you told me it's premium and i know what that looks like i don't know that i would ever buy a standard uh, but that's something to keep in mind that it's a 20 dollars difference and that may be represented by the product that you receive because that that's a substantial jump down uh, but that said the hardcover premium versions like i said are every bit 80 to 90 percent the production quality of everything you see from watsi yes good stuff so check it out woo and With that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. But before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join us on the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and literally who knows where else you may find us. And take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift?